Welcome to my podcast, Breadcrumbs. I'm your host, Ashley, and we have a lot to talk about today. Um, so, everybody is um, emailing me questions and things like that. So, what I'm going to do is I'm going to compile the questions um, in my spare time and then answer them one by one and read them off and um, and answer them in another podcast because I haven't done that yet. So, um, but today we're going to talk about what some of the people were requesting and I talk about more about internet dating. So I will talk more about that because you guys want to hear about that. So, um, how to stay positive in an internet dating world. It's hard because, you have so much going against you on internet dating. It's not like it was before. When you meet in person organically, you already know that that person kind of has like an attraction toward toward you because they asked for your number. And there's like a physical um, connection at that moment. With internet dating, it's the opposite. You have to build a connection based on pictures that I believe it's harder because even if you're truthful 100% don't edit your pictures, even some of the angles that your pictures are in could not be the impression that someone has of you when they meet you, if that makes any sense. Like higher up angles, you know, and things. They may see your face shape just a, a lot differently. You can do a lot of things with a camera without filtering. And um, that's why, like, on mine, I try to kind of get all angles so they can kind of see all different sides of my face. But it doesn't necessarily always work because, you know, you meet people in person and they're like, oh, well, I just want to be friends. Well, that basically tells me that you don't think I look like my pictures or I'm not what you expected because our personalities have already clicked because we're already messaging each other, talking about all these things that we're trying to meet. So... And then the same thing with other people. Like, I think someone looks a certain way, and it's not like they've um, fudged their, you know, photos to be, like, something else. Um, sometimes that is the case because, oh, my God, there are so many catfishes out there, period. But, I mean, do you blame them? In this world that we're living in, everybody has to look like Kim Kardashian. Like, how hard is it, you know, to put yourself out there for real and be accepted? And then, like, in you know, in many cases where you're putting yourself out there for real and then in person you're not accepted. It's just kind of, you know, it's kind of depressing and and internet dating world is like, to me, I feel like you have much less of a chance than organically meeting somebody. However, if you don't have time to organically meet somebody, then you actually have more of a chance online because you're actually talking to people and in real life, you don't see a single soul except for people you work with. And that is never good. Never, ever date someone you work with. And if you are doing that right now, it's testy waters. I'm not going to judge, but it's just it. You never put people say you don't poop where you eat. That's kind of, that's kind of the whole thing there. Like if the breakup goes bad, then you have a bad breakup situation at work, you know? But sometimes it works out and it's all good. So, I mean, who am I to say anything? Um, so, on internet dating, you're like, it's like, I, I like the site Plenty of Fish because it kind of is like you're in an ocean and you're swimming and you're trying to find this one fish 
out of an entire ocean of fish and sharks and stingrays and all jellyfish. <laughs> like, you're just trying to find one fish. And not just any fish. You gotta like this fish. You gotta, you gotta like the way the fish looks. You gotta like the fish, the way the fish swims. You gotta like the personality of the fish. So it's, it's really difficult. And then wait, and then that fish has to like you back. So it's, it's hard. It's a lot harder than organically dating. Um, in the old dating world, you, you know, you go out. Sometimes, you know, that happens now. But it's harder to meet someone organically because everyone's face is shoved in their phone. I've noticed that. Like, there have been people I've been like, oh, I could talk to this person. And I try to start a conversation with them. And they have earbuds in their ears and they're looking at their phone. Or they're just, like, not even paying attention to the world around them. They're just, like, zoned out with earbuds in their ears or you know, the phone in their face and texting and stuff. And you can't meet somebody like that because it, there's they're not even paying attention. They're not, you can't talk to them. Like, wave your hand in front of their face. Yeah, that's a good first impression. I'm like, hello, hello, I'm trying to get your phone number. <laughs> that just, that would be like, what? And, and also, they're in kind of their own world, so you shatter that world, automatically they kind of have like a negative feel. Like if you're ever listening to music and someone just shuts it off, all of a sudden you get like a negative, like, I was listening to that, you know? It doesn't matter who the person is. It could be your mama, but it's still a negative feeling. And you don't ever want to associate negative feelings um, with a first-time interaction. Um... Although it's, like, really cutesy on TV, how, like, people are, like, you know, little cute fights and stuff. In real life, if you have a negative reaction about somebody, um, you typically don't want to date them. Um, on TV, they make it look like, oh, we have a little, like, a little fight, little, you met and it was under negative circumstances, but then you just start kissing. It's, it's not real life. I mean, maybe like 1% or less than that, but I, I, I'm not going to say it's never happened, but it's just not likely. Um, it's just some of the situations they put in movies are just not likely. So you, you never want to associate a negative experience with someone's first interaction of you and their first impression of you. Um, so as hard as internet dating is, you're this little fish swimming in this big ocean trying to find another fish that's like you. Just some similarities. That's all you're looking for is something, okay, I've got some, you know, I've got shiny scales and an orange tail. I need to find another fish with shiny scales and an orange tail. And you're swimming through and you see some, some that are like, okay, this person has, I mean, this fish has an orange tail but not shiny scales. It's just... It's very difficult. So you make up this profile and what you put on there is how people are going to, their impression of you. Like that's how they're going to see you. They don't get to see you in real life first. They have to see this and judge based on this profile that you make that per your personality and your face and your pictures and stuff are what they want. They have to judge that like yes or no. And that's hard because there's been a lot of people that I would say when I first met them, um, I was like, mm, 
this person's okay. And then their personality shone through and I had like the biggest crush on them and they're all I could think about. So it was just like, it's hard. I, maybe I'm a little different though. Like I don't go solely based on looks, but um, then their looks became attractive to me. I was attracted to the things that I was like, eh, about because of their personality. So on, on, um, internet, it's not exactly like that because people look at the picture first. And if you're not all the things that they, you know, that measure up, they're not worried about your personality shining through. Um, they just skip you and you could have actually been a true match. You could have been a really great pair, but because on first sight of pictures, they're just like, oh, I don't think I can get over the double chin. And then they, you know, then they swipe left. And um, I, I'm one of those people that I read the entire profile. I try to, like, I put it in my head, I situation it in my head. Um, first of all, I read the profile after I look at the picture, but the picture isn't like yes or no for me. It is, could I see myself with this person? Is this the type of person that I could see myself even hanging out with as friends? Um, you know, if there's some real, like, I'm not judging, but there's certain things like I don't, um, typically like, if you're gonna have like swastikas, tattooed on you and stuff like I'm kind of like eh, I don't I don't think we we would uh hang out even as friends but I mean you know I again I don't judge judge but I'm I am gonna judge the quality of the people that I put around me in my opinion my standards and stuff um but anyway so you make this profile based on what you think your personality is like, what you want other people to see shine through. And you just never know. It's like a lottery kind of because you have so many different personality traits and so many things and, and quirks about you that it's hard to list them all. No one's going to read a 10-page profile. So you're just like trying to figure out the best things to say. You change it over time because, you know, some things you're learning are attracting a certain kind of people and you're like, oh no, I definitely am I'm getting the wrong fish here. So you change the bait. And, you know, or I don't want to say bait because that would be like catfishing. But you basically, you're, you're changing what attracts, you know, the per people to your profile. And you may have like a really banging profile. And this is, I think why a lot of people catfish is because more people um, like their profile and the more people they meet, the more chance that someone's gonna like them organically in person. I think that's their mentality. I don't like it because of deception because you might meet somebody that's like, you know, if you would have just shown your real self, I would have gone for that. Um, but because you lied to me and because you're deceptive, I can't, I can't do it. And I'm the same way. If somebody deceives me, I'm like, why did you do that? Because I honestly would have talked to you anyways. But now I feel like, are there other things that you're hiding? You're a shysty person. Why are you trying to hide the fact that you don't have hair? Like, you're bald. So there's like a community of women who love bald men. So 
why are you hiding it? Like that, why? I don't understand. Or just different things. I mean, not everybody's going to show their flaws, you know, like you, you're not a hundred percent going to be like out there in the open with everything and like, um, pour it out on the table. But how you look is important. It's a attraction factor. And if, you know, you aren't attracted to that person at all, it's, it's hard to build anything with it. You know, we're, we're still, um, we're still human and we have human nature, which is our attractions to each other. And I don't recommend getting in a relationship with someone that you're not attracted to thinking that, Oh, maybe it'll start happening because if it's not going to happen, it's not going to happen. Your pheromones are not attracted to the other person's pheromones. Nothing they do really makes you, um, you know, want to be with them in a sexual manner. So that is a very, very scary situation because you love that person as their personality is amazing, but you can't be attracted to that person. Um, so you're going to, you're going to be attracted to other people and, you know, you're going to be tempted a lot worse, uh, to cheat on that person. And, you know, I don't believe in cheating. I believe that who you're with is who you want to be with. And if you decide that you don't want to be with them, then you tell them you don't want to be with them and you go find somebody else. You shouldn't be scared to be alone. Um, that's a lot of reason why people cheat because they're like, oh, well, I don't want to be alone because if this doesn't work out. Like, no, you're a man or you're a woman, you're an adult, and it's more of an adult thing to tell someone, look, it's just that I'm not attracted to you or, you know, maybe we should just be better off as friends and not hurt that person and, you know, deceive and lie. Then you have a better chance at having a solid relationship with someone else. And the reason why is because say you're with this person that you um, love their personality. You think they're amazing and you have a great friendship and everything. And then you go and you're attracted to this other person maybe they don't have like every quality that you want but you're physically attracted um, maybe they do have every quality that you want and if that's the case then why aren't you breaking up with your significant other and getting with them breakups happen all the time it's not it's more hurtful to be cheated on than to be broken up with I can tell you that um so Maybe, okay, maybe they're not all the qualities that you want. Or maybe you're just trying to test the waters. That's what some cheaters do. They're like, hmm, let me see if this is something that I can leave my girlfriend for or whatever. Um, you've already messed up because if that girl sleeps with you, then you will never be able to trust her because you know that she's a homewrecker. And if she's capable of hurting somebody else who is in a relationship being your girlfriend, fiance, or wife, um, or boyfriend, fiance, or husband, because I'm talking to the, um, both genders here. Um, if that person is willing to break up a relationship, then their morals really aren't on the up and up. And you are always going to question and wonder, um, what their motives are with you. Um, 
people say, oh, but I love this person. And, you know, then, then break up with who you're with. If you have that strong feelings, then break up with the person that you're with and try this out with this person and don't cheat. Like you, you, it doesn't make any sense to cheat. You've broken trust, not just with the relationship that you're, you know, in, but with the future relationship, you don't realize it, but you've broken trust with each other because you will always wonder, you know what this person is capable of and they know what you're capable of. You, the, Both of you know that you got into this in the wrong way and you're always, she's always going to wonder or he's always going to wonder and you're always going to wonder and there's never going to be this peace that says this person will never do anything hurt me in this way so if you do the honorable thing and break up with the person that you're with and say look I have feelings for somebody else I have not explored them but I want to that person will have a way more respect for you yes they may like you know go through the whole breakup thing I mean everybody gets upset during a breakup nobody likes being rejected but nobody likes being cheated on and that's far worse that's for a lot of people, that's unforgivable. I believe in forgiveness, but um, for a lot of people, that's like, please don't ever talk to me again. That's that's just beyond what I can handle. And um, so you're you're ruining a friendship, ruining something that could potentially still be, um, if you do it the right way and you break up the person, you're like, look, I'm not a cheater. I will not cheat on you, but I have... Uh, feelings for somebody else I haven't explored them I haven't even touched them no kiss nothing but I can't help stop thinking about them and they make they give me butterflies and I I need to explore these feelings but I'm breaking up with you they see you as honorable yes the breakup is hard and stuff but they will look at you as an honorable person because they know that you took that step and that you didn't cheat on them so say you get with this other person and it's not all what you want it to be and then you miss the other person and we're human we make mistakes like that we break up with the wrong people and then we miss them later like that happens it's it's not um it doesn't make us bad people it makes us bad people to cheat that's what makes us bad, um, making bad decisions like that to hurt other people. If you keep the other person from being hurt, then you're actually very admirable in that sense. And later on, once that person's gotten over the breakup, um, they would consider dating you again because you haven't broken the trust. Yes, you broke the relationship. And some people will be like, well, if it didn't work out the first time, it's never going to work out, blah, blah, blah. That's, you know, that's their prerogative. But they're not going to lose complete respect for you because you did the honorable thing. So you're shooting yourself in the face with a shotgun when you cheat on somebody. I'm, that's exactly what to do it. And people are like, well, what they don't know won't hurt them. Everything comes to the light. Um, it, it just does. Like everything comes to the surface years and years later, even sometimes, but it will come to the surface and you will have to explain your behavior. You will have to figure it out. And even if it doesn't, like, what are you doing to yourself? You're with somebody that you're hiding the fact that you're with somebody else or multiple people who knows what kind of person and and you're hiding it 
what what exactly is that saying about you? You can't dedicate yourself to one person. You're happy with the person that you're with, but you're happy with somebody else. You can't commit to that one person. You're not giving them what they deserve. They deserve all of you. They're giving you all of them. So that makes you pretty selfish. And in no sense can you justify that. You can't ever justify cheating. You just can't. And I've seen situations where people are like, well, I'm in a relationship and everything is good, but we just don't, we're not compatible in bed. Okay, then you're not in the right relationship. I mean, I'm just saying, like you found the fish that has some of the things that you want, but you settled. And are like, oh, I can't leave them because we have kids together. Oh, yeah, that's good. Teach your kids that it's okay to settle because they will settle if you settle. They'll see that and they'll be like, oh, well, that's what dad did or that's what mom did. And they know. Don't think that they're stupid because they know when two parents are not in love. Like, they know. And, you know, if you're doing it because you don't want to put your kids through a divorce, you're putting kids through a lot worse if you're with somebody that you don't, you shouldn't be with point blank or teaching them um use like to use people because that's essentially what you're doing you're using somebody else and obtaining love from them that you can't return in the same fashion that's using somebody like oh we have a great relationship but the second you say but you've canceled out everything that you said you don't have a great relationship if you did then you wouldn't cheat so that's all my ranting about cheating, but it just makes sense. Like, if you're a cheater, you have very, very selfish motives, and you can't justify it at all. There's no justifying the cheating behavior at all. It's, it is ridiculous that, you know, some people are like, well, I have to cheat. And it, it, that's not the case. Um, in the case of my ex, he was just a compulsive cheater, and... Um, it wasn't even with people that he wanted to be with. It was just with random people. And it was all the time. It was like he thought of himself as a sex worker or something. Like he was just constantly putting it out there. And um, I, I was put in a situation where, you know, my life could be in danger because he could be, you know, all these people. He didn't know all these people. And if they had diseases or not, he was just sleeping with them. So I had to get tested all the time to make sure that I didn't have anything. And God protected me because he had a lot of partners. And it wasn't fair to me because I was giving my whole self to him. And he was giving one twentieth of himself to me. And uh, he would always be like, well, I always come back to you well, that's great, but I've always been standing right here for you. I haven't left. I haven't gone to other people. I've been here during all of this. So obviously I have a negative viewpoint on cheating, but there is no positive viewpoint. I've looked at every aspect, like every side of it. There's no way to cheat and it be a positive thing in your life. Your goal is to be happy and you're putting something negative in your life. You're just adding leeches to your blood like you're 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 adding if, if we're looking at the positivity account you're having somebody go in there and withdraw thousands and thousands of your dollars and just burn it not even use it it's just burning because there's no there's nothing 
that can come into fruition from cheating. And I have seen situations where people leave the person that they're with because they've got, had an affair and they've already had the affair and they leave the person they're with and move on to the person that they had the affair with. And they may be getting married and, you know, and everything, but their relationship started off on a on not on a rock, but on the rocks, like terrible because they literally stole the other person. Well, both people did something wrong in the situation in order to be together. And even though they think they're making it right and making it honest, it started off dishonest. So, you know, sneaking around and all that. Well, that person was there when you lied to your significant other and they heard you lie. That means their impression of you, their very first impression of you is this person is capable of lying. And they may be laughing about it like, oh, they think that I'm at the movies. They think that I'm out with friends. Yeah, they that may be happening at that time. They might be laughing about it with you and stuff. Later on, when you're in that relationship with them, they're going to be thinking back about that. And they're going to be like, oh, my God, he said that he was going to the movies today. Or he's just going out with friends. <gasps> he's doing the same thing to me. Or she's doing the same thing to me. It, like... It's amazing how we don't think about the future when we do things, when people do things. And that's exactly what's going to happen. That trust is going to break down and disintegrate and you're going to have nothing. And it could have been the person that you were meant to be with, but you started out on dishonesty in another relationship. It ain't going to work. Um, so back to internet dating. Sorry, that was like a huge rant on cheating. Um... But I challenge anybody to give me it in a positive sense. Um, and again, it's not cheating if the person that you're with is okay with it. Because there's open relationships that I don't think I could ever be in one because I believe in the sanctity of two people being together and only being together in a monogamous way and only sharing with each other what no one else can. But in order to have that per perfect scenario they also have to be um very compatible in a lot of other ways like have things in common and really care about each other and and um have a built friendship before that um that's how my opinion of what a great relationship is but there are relationships out there that you know boast the fact that they are you know, seeing other people and, but they're with each other, but they're openly seeing other people. And my thoughts on that are, well, I'm not going to say it's going to work out. I'm not going to say it's not, but at least both people are in the know and they're not doing anything behind anybody's back and it's agreed upon. And if that's your cup of tea, then, you know, that's your cup of tea. But you're not doing anything dishonest. As long as all parties involved know what you're doing. Um, do I think it's, gonna work out in my opinion I don't because I think those are stages that people go through um if you really I think jealousy is um sometimes a positive thing I would never say over being over jealous is a good thing but a little bit of jealousy um is like a protective mechanism of like no that person you know should be with me and um it should never 
be because I, I definitely want to clear up the fact that a anger and jealousy should never go together and um, people shouldn't be like you know looking in people's phones and you know playing detective and all that but um, when someone else in the animal world because we are mammals um, it in the animal world, if another animal starts sniffing around the female, the male is like, growl, 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 that's mine, get away, I'll bite your head off. I don't necessarily think, you know, we're, we're very um, evolved emotionally, so I think we can handle the not biting someone's head off. But having that feeling of like, oh, oh, no, I don't want that person to just weep my significant other off their feet like that's my job that's kind of you know that keeps you in check a little bit too because you you know you don't want to start slacking off and not treating that person the way that they always deserve to be treated um because someone else could come along and be like hey and like do their eyebrow thing and be like what's up <laughs> and and that's just, that is the way that life goes, you know. You have to always be working on your relationship. You can't just let it go. I mean, you have trust up to a certain point. But when you stop caring, people are neglected. That's why the perfect relationship, in my opinion, is two servants in love. Because they're always going to be serving each other and not worrying about their own needs being met. And they're never, and their needs are are always being met it's like having arms too long to feed yourself and they go straight out and can't feed yourself it's impossible because you can't bring your arms in to feed yourself but the other person on the other side you can reach them and you're feeding them and then their arms are long enough to feed you and you're feeding each other you're both getting fed and fed very well but the other person is depending on you and you're depending on the other person. But if your needs are being met, then you're okay. And you can't meet your own needs because if both people met their own needs and they'd be two completely independent people not needing each other and then they could be with anybody in that sense. Anybody can replace that person because they're, getting, they're meeting their own needs. So the relationships that they get in are very um, dispensable and... You know, that's not, that's not how we want. We want to know that if some, we're going to be with someone for the long haul, that when, you know, the looks fade and all of that, that we're still going to be there because that person really cares about us and we're filling some kind of need um, for them. And it doesn't have to be that, that we're filling a hole because I, or like, you know, making them happy because I don't believe that a person can make a person happy. I believe your happiness should be grounded in something that is eternal and that doesn't fade. And uh, for me, that's my faith. That's my love for God. And um, I, my happiness um, is in a garden that's planted, secured by God. Like that's in my mind. That's where my happiness is. So nothing can touch it, nothing can break it, nothing can enter into that garden without my permission, without God's permission. And 
break my happiness or to uproot my happiness. It's just been growing and growing and growing. And um, I think that's why I'm such a happy person because my happiness doesn't literally, it does not, um, it's not circumstantial. Good things happen and for a minute you experience responses. So something I can respond in happiness to winning the lottery, but winning the lottery doesn't make me happy. If I um, respond to, you know, having a good amount of money, that uh, that would make most people happy. Um, but having money doesn't make me happy. It's I'm always happy because if I didn't have money, I'd still be happy because my happiness is grounded in something that is eternal and it doesn't fade and it, it's um, it's in a place that's safe and sacred and um, I know that it doesn't have an end. It doesn't change. God never changes. He's always been the same. Same God today, yesterday, and tomorrow. He'll be the same God forever. We change but he's, he's never changed. He's the same God. He's same, same amount of good and, um, still hates evil, but you know, so do I. So I feel like the, um, no matter how bad things get, I can still always be happy. And yes, I have emotional responses. Like I said, to things like something sad happens. Yes, it does. I respond in sadness, but am I sad? No. And if that doesn't make sense to you, just think of it as a surface and what's on the surface and what's below. On the surface, yes, you know, um, something sad could happen and, you know, I respond to that in sadness, but I'm only sad for a small period of time until that, um, that surface level emotion kind of escapes. But deep down, I know that God has everything in control, that my faith is strong, and that he always turns even the worst things into something good. And so I have things to appreciate and things to be happy about. And tr internally, deep down, I'm really happy. I'm not happy for the unfortunate circumstance that I'm, I'm happy. Um, and so I veered off the tub subject of internet dating, but we'll go back to that. So we were still at the part where you make the profile. Um, so you make your profile and you change it over time because obviously your experiences change and you've attracted different kind of fish and you're like, I don't think I want to attract this kind of fish anymore. So you change certain things about your profile um, as time goes on. And um, you notice when you read other people's profiles, like some people are just like, just ask. I'm an open book, just ask, you know. And you think, is this person just too lazy to fill out their profile? <laughs> and... There's a few reasons why they don't. Because one, people don't read them anyways. Two, because if you put every single thing on your profile, what are you going to talk about? Like, what's your favorite color? I put that in my profile. What's your favorite animal? That's in my profile. Like, 
how are you going to get to know somebody, you know? In the instance of meeting in person, something, you know, caught your eye and you meet a person in person um, before ever the internet ever came along was the old school way people used to meet and it was very successful because it it was a in-person build-up of um the it's really the way it should be done the way the chemistry of our bodies are and Mm -hmm. that's just the way it should be done um okay sorry i had to do something um I'm back. Um, so, internet dating. Um, you make your profiles. You've done that. Okay, so now we're getting to the messaging part. Um, you get messages that... And I'm only going to speak from the woman's point of view. I've heard it from the man's point of view, so I'll say the man's point of view, at least from that person's point of view. Um but my point of view is, so now you've put up your profile. Um, when I first, like I said, it's changed over time. When I first put up my very first profile, I didn't have anything really um, that would ward people off. You know, nothing, you know, crazy. Um, I did forget, like, a lot of details that I should have put in, which now I always include the fact that I have kids because I don't want to have to, like, like somebody and then be like I have five kids is that going to be a problem and they're like well yeah it is so um and one thing that I also recommend if you're a single mom or dad don't introduce your children to this person that you're meeting or talking to at least until you realize that that person is becoming a stable part of your life um you can never plan if you know or plan on if you don't know somebody could just up and leave at any time three years in ten years in doesn't matter but at least you are giving it a chance you know several months in that you know that this person has been there for several months and hasn't you know up and left and is the kind of person that you would also want to introduce to your children um and the reason for that is because there's a lot of dates don't work. Like I've been on a few, a handful of dates and none of them worked. And it was really sucked if I would have introduced them all to my kids. I could be like, oh, well, what happened to this? Wait, you're not so-and-so. You know, like it, it would just, it just wouldn't feel good to them because they would feel unstable. And you always want to keep a certain amount of stability in their lives. Of course, dating itself is unstable but we're adults we're we can handle that they're children they're like oh but I really liked Stacy you know or or Bob and um they don't comprehend the fact that you're only on you're only dating this person temporarily and seeing if they're fit they don't comprehend that they've put someone into their lives and now they would like to see that person again or maybe not see that person again but it becomes part of their being and that's because as children you cling on to things and you hold on to things I think that's a lot of time why 
why when we're adults, we're so nostalgic about our childhood because we clung on to those things. We remember those things. We remember those people um, with a strong sense of attachment. Um, so, um, you put the things on, on your profile that are the most important. Um, for me, I always put, like for me, if somebody, uh, more people who read my profile are going to be turned off by my profile than on. And that's a good thing to me because I'm like trying to sift out all the sharks, but not just that, but all the tuna, like all the regular people, all the people who, that's me, like that's my profile, that's me, that's who I am. So if any of these things that you see bother you, then they're going to bother you in person. So I'd rather not get to that point of meeting you in person. Just here, I have five kids, I have this going on, I have that going on. And if that's a problem, then don't message me. Well, a lot of people don't read profiles, so that's a huge problem because then I get messages from people who are like, got any kids? And I'm like, oh my god, I didn't even read my profile, seriously. So that that's a little bothersome to me. Someone can't take the time to read my profile. If they really actually liked me, they would take the time to read it. So what are their motivations then? Mainly physical, because they didn't care to read my profile. Um... I get that some people are just inundated with so much and so much information and so much, so many things. Or some people think, well, I'll just get to know them and find out about them. But profiles are important because in the internet dating world, that's your, like, the face of the personality of somebody that you're with or that you're talking to. Um, so they message you, um... And you have to sift through all of these messages. Like for women, you get tons and tons and tons and tons and tons of messages. And you're just like, this one says hi, this one says hello, this one says a DTF. And you're like, oh God, what really? And then you delete that one. And then you, like you're, for me, I'm pretty sure most women don't, um, <laughs> don't disagree with me on this, but you meet somebody in person and organically and they say crude vulgar things nine times out of ten you're like ew perv don't talk to me so what do you guys think makes it any different when they message a girl like vulgar things um or send pictures of their privates, like, I get it if you're in a relationship and you're trying to, like, you're spicing things up or you're missing each other and you kind of, like, you know, you're sexting or whatever, get that, but when it comes to just meeting someone online and then they're just, like, exposing themselves, it's like meeting somebody in a club and them just, like, pulling their pants down and be like, jump on it, and you're like, what? Like it's just that's not something that someone do. Like you get so you're inundated as a woman. You're inundated with all these um, vul vulgar messages with pictures sometimes. And when you meet people in person, like that same person who was vulgar to you in a public setting would not be the same. Um, they're hiding behind a, a picture and a profile 
So they're a little bit more bold as to what um, they are going to say. But typically those are not the people that I like talking to. That's my personal preference. There might be girls who are like, yeah, woo. But to me, I'm looking for an actual relationship. So I'm not, I'm not looking for those types of qualities. Um, and I'm very specific. I'm very, very specific. I'm not there for hookup. I'm there to find somebody that I can continue on with organically to see if that's a good match. And, um, it's, it's hard. It's so hard because there's just so many things wrong with internet dating that cause it to be so flawed. The, the whole system is flawed in, in a lot of ways. And I'm not saying that it's impossible because there have been people who have met on Match.com or Plenty of Fish or, you know, eHarmony and they're married and they're happy. They were meant to be together and it, they found each other but it's very hard and I would like to ask those people what exactly they did because I have a feeling there's like some kind of formula to it you know um I think there's a formula for everything though that's just the way I think about the world um so you get messages and you weed through the messages and you're like which people are worth talking to? So you look at the picture, okay, then you look at their profiles, and, you know, then you weed out those based on, like, this person says that their, you know, political views are this, this, and this, and they don't want to even talk to anybody who has different political views or you find it, you know, they're profiled to be very arrogant or different things. So you're just like, okay, well, based on the profile, I'm narrowed it down. And I only want to talk to out of these 40 messages. There's only two that are promising. So then you respond back to those two. And you only get one message back out of those two or three, maybe three. Um, and then you start talking to that one person that's talking to you. And then you decide to meet up. Um, so you have to think about safety. You have to meet in a public place because this person could be completely different than what their pictures show. Um, the thing I recommend is doing video chats and kind of um, getting a feel for that person before you actually meet with them in person. Um, but again, like organically, when we meet somebody, it's literally you meet them in person that you don't even know. You're meeting them organically, um, not online. But I get it because online there's a lot of people who are have that predator mentality. <sighs> Sorry for yawning so much, guys. It's just early in the morning when I'm doing this and I'm trying to, um, not fall asleep. <laughs> um, so you're talking back and forth to this person you want to meet up and you're deciding on a public place to meet up. Um, 
all the planets kind of have to align because this person has to be in your area. This person, if it's not in your area, you're talking about long distance and that's even harder because you haven't even met this person. So if you're in an internet relationship with somebody in another state, and even if you're video chatting and you've never met this person, there's so much that they could be hiding from you and so much you could be hiding from them. And um, I would just be very skeptical of that and don't let your feelings get too deep because you you never know what that person is capable of and um yes over time you can let you know let them in but i would definitely think that meeting in person if you really care about somebody is very important um so meeting a public place let's say uh barnes and noble because i like my books I love my book places. Um, or Starbucks for coffee. I recommend something quick and easy and just to get it out of the way. I don't recommend going to dinner, going to an amusement park with somebody literally that you haven't even met before because personalities online and personalities through text are a whole different ballgame in person. Um, if you're really not feeling it, you're going to be miserable that entire date. If you were just sitting there for coffee, 15 minutes, kind of going through, just talking to each other, and you're like, wow, this person I really thought was different. I'm glad that it was only 15 minutes to 20 minutes of coffee, and I get to go home and just spending an entire day or evening out with somebody that you're just not compatible with, you know. So, um... I have to sign off here now because my time is almost up, but I'll continue the internet dating on the next episode, um, and then I will get started with my day. Thank you so much for joining and subscribe, and you guys are awesome. Um, oh, no, wait, I have like 10 more minutes. Never mind. Scratch that. Scratch that. I have like 10 more minutes, so I'm going to finish up. Um, so you meet this person at Starbucks or somewhere quick and you talk to them and A, it goes really well and you like them. There's like, like four scenario, four ways this can go. A, it goes really well and you like them. B, they're not really for you. Okay. C, it goes really well and you like them and you feel the response of them liking you back. Or D, you really like them, but they're kind of eh about you. So you have four ways that this can go. Four ways. You're, um, you're lowering your chances just right there because meeting in person, if you click and that person asks for your number, you ask for their number, automatically you know that there's something there that you're not having to go A, B, C, or D. You know what I mean? It's already something that is established um, when you're meeting somebody from online you really don't know how that interactions gonna go so this person may have been wonderfully articulate in text because it takes time to think about what you're gonna text which is me I'm so articulate in text but then in person I'm like um, yeah that's great awesome you know cuz you're nervous and and that has that plays a big key part too. Like, what if 
that person is just really nervous and their personality isn't shining through the way that they really are because they're just super nervous. I do that's happened to me. And I'm like, yeah, this person's never never talked to me again. But it was because I was nervous. And um and I feel like my real personality would have shown through if I wasn't nervous. So A, B, C, or D, if it's A, and, um, what was A? Okay, so if it can go either A, you're feeling that person, um, and you really like them, and they really like you, that's gonna be A. B is if you are feeling this person and they don't feel you, that's B. C is you're not feeling that person at all, um, but they're not feeling you, so it's cool. Um, then D is you are feeling this per or you. Yes, you're feeling this person, but they're not feeling you. So sorry, it's so early in the morning. It's hard for me to remember multiple choice things. Um, so. Let's take it the route of they're feeling you, you're feeling them, you schedule another date. You can even leave that date and go on to go somewhere else at that on that day, um, which is great because you just had coffee and you kind of just gave yourself energy to have an entire another date and coffee was only 15-20 minutes and you can go out to the movies or something. Actually, I don't recommend movies for dates. That's more of like, I think, a coupleship thing. Um, unless that's one of the things that you really have in common. Um, but you just don't get to talk a lot and get to know somebody on those types of dates. So it's harder um, to gauge whether or not you really like somebody, you know. But if you've already established that, then going to a movie is fine. Um, so you go, you can go to your second date on the first day um, if you you know, after you've had coffee and you realize, okay, this person, we're hitting it off. In a scenario where you are liking them, but they're not so much interested in you, um, that's harder because you don't know until you've gotten their take on it. You, like, they're like, okay, well, um, I'm gonna go home and, um, you know, I'll text you later, and then that person never texts you. You kind of ha had these hopes built up on that date, and you're remembering back, and like, oh, they were so nice, and I really liked them, and they don't message you back, and you have all these thoughts in your head. Did they get an accident on the way home, or did they just not like me? You know, maybe something that you did or said, or the way that you looked a certain way they just didn't they, the chemistry wasn't there chemistry has to be there it has to 100% be there or this is not going to work and any anything can throw that off so um then you go home and you're kind of have to start over from the beginning um see is they really like or you really aren't interested in each other and you kind of just agree upon that they don't text you but you also don't care to text them so you know that that just didn't work out um you're not wondering why they're not texting because you're hoping they don't text because you don't really care for them too much um and then c i mean d this last one is that 
they really like you, but you're not interested in them, which I think is the hardest one out of all of them because they text you and you feel bad that you're not texting back, but you don't want to continue on making them think that, um, that you like them. So best thing to do in that situation, I think for a period of time, um, is to just cut off communication and, or if you have enough guts to be like, look, I just don't see this working out. Um, you know, and that's typically what I do because I don't like letting people think that I could have gotten in a car accident or something or like wondering, like, do they just not like me? I, you know, if you just come out and say, look, it just didn't work for me, they're not going to constantly wonder and they're going to get over you pretty quick. That's just life. Um, so the only scenario that it works in is a, the one where you both like each other and then you continue on dates until you get to know that person further. Um, this, my dear, is called courting. Um, I don't recommend any sexual um, types of things happening so early because you're going to get caught up in that and be blinded to everything else. I was in a relationship for 15 years because at the very beginning we... Um, we had sex and it was like only a month, month and three weeks in we had sex. And that's all that we really noticed about each other. That's all we were thinking about, especially him because he's a man. Um, but I didn't even notice the fact that we had absolutely nothing in common. Nothing. We didn't watch the same shows. We didn't listen to the same music. We didn't watch the same movies. We didn't care about anything that each other cared about. So it was just a very difficult relationship. Um, so you don't want to introduce sex to it so soon because you're going to be focused on that. And then when that kind of like dies out a little bit, you're going to be like, holy crap. Like, I mean, you might get lucky and be with the person that you have so much in common with, but you don't know. You're taking a gamble by having, um, introducing sex so early because, you know, and then, um, you don't want to introduce it too late. I mean, because what if you're just not sexually compatible and you've built up this entire, thing and um you know they say that you should save sex till marriage and I as a Christian that's something that you know I believed for a long time but in the day and age that we're in it's harder to follow that belief because of just how fast-paced everybody is with moving to the next physical especially physical not really emotional people are not fast-paced emotional by the way it's mainly physical but um, you just kind of, you know, have to go each date and figure out if this is somebody that you want to continue dating. And then after you've developed a, a connection and you know that there's physical connection, eventually, whether or not you get married or you don't, um, you have a sexual relationship with that person and you figure out at that point if you're sexually compatible um, I believe that anybody can be truly, like anybody can be sexually compatible if you're, if you have all the other qualities. I think that can fall into place quite easily if you know that the other person has everything else in common. Um, however, it, you have to be physically attracted to that person. So if that is not the case in the very beginning, you screwed up. Um, and... If you're any of the as B, C, or D, you go back to the drawing board and you start over and you go back to your profile, see if there's anything that you need to change, go start messaging people. And it's just a constant 
cycle of this until you find the person that you really want to talk to and be with. And, you know, that's just the way the internet dating world is. So thank you so much for listening and subscribe to my my station, my new podcast. And everybody spread love, light, and positivity everywhere you go. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Bye.